When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Happy New Year's Eve. Um, hopefully, New Year's Eve. I got that wrong, but I don't, I don't edit these things. Happy Christmas Eve. Um, so happy 24th. Today we're going to talk um, with one a coach that I met at, uh, at a camp. Um, he's a coach in Puerto Rico. You're going to love this. We're going to find out kind of how basketball is around the world. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Not only the technology, not only the ease of use, it will help you become a better shooter and get that shot off faster. Go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $300 off. Now, all of you that are listening to this, give yourself an early Christmas gift. Go over and join teachhoops.com. Um, I guarantee over the next three or four days, I will be on my computer. I will be responding to you quickly. Um, maybe not Christmas morning, but the other days I will be. Um, and come over and join our community. You'll like it. Um, there's no place else like it on, on the internet where you know, you email me, you'll get a quick response or a voicemail or we'll get, do a one-on-one call or something like that. So go over and check it out and come join us in the teachhoops.com community. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So be patient with me because I'm kind of, my computer died literally right after PGC. So I'm kind okay. of in, my, my tech is in what I'm used to. So if I'm looking all over the place. Um, okay. So, Coach, what I'm going to have you do is introduce yourself, and then I have a literally like anybody that's holding up. I have like three sets, of, three pages of questions I want to ask. Okay. Um, but just I want to introduce first of all, introduce yourself, tell where you coach, and then kind of your basketball journey, and then we'll sure. dive in because I have lots of I'm always interested in how basketball is done around the world. So, um, let me hand it off to you. Okay, um, my name is Raúl Sosa. Uh, I'm from Puerto Rico. Um, my basketball journey. Well, um, I was a decent basketball player. And what does that uh, mean? What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> what does that, that mean? Uh, I was always in love with the game of basketball. So, I mean, I knew I was not good as a player, you know, to play at the next level. So I decided to start coaching. Okay. Um, so growing up, uh, I was actually really lucky uh, in terms of coach AEU. I started uh, with, a, with a person that I used to work at. We started an AAU program. We played in the States. I was coaching there for five years. Um, then we decided to, uh, you know, to, to bounce away from it. Okay. Um, but then definitely uh, I was coach, coaching back, uh, grassroots basketball here in Puerto Rico. Uh, until around three years ago that I 
decided to stop coaching in terms of grassroots basketball. And what do you mean uh, by grassroots? Is that like? Uh, like little league stuff, okay. like AAU, AAU yep. sort of stuff. But in Puerto okay. Rico, basketball is all year long. So there's a lot of tournaments. So Puerto Rico, there's so kids, basketball. So, okay, so we'll get into that. That's interesting. Um, pronounce your name again. Raul, R-A-U-L. Yep. Raul in Spanish. Raul. Raul. Okay, and the L, the L gets... Like a long Raul. 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 Yeah. Okay. And the R is like, yeah, just to curl, curl your tongue. Raul. Tongue. Curl your tongue. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so, so do, does, does Puerto Rico work the same way as the States where you play like middle school, high school, well, college? Well, the basic, well, one of the difference between the United States and Puerto Rico in terms of youth basketball is that pretty much the structure is based on the tournaments, not the schools. Okay. Uh, so, so it's not like this big high school tournament in Puerto Rico. They are. I mean, they, they, they are. They are. But the, the culture revolves more around the, the youth leagues instead of high school and college. Okay. Okay. okay so the, we started playing uh, like competitively as uh, six and under. Six and unders are, are players that – have five years old and there's six on the on the on that specific year you know from january to december they have to uh be six on the next year uh, uh after the tournament ends okay so so basically we started five we, we started competing at five okay uh we playing we, on lower rims and smaller balls and stuff yes uh we play in seven foot and a half uh seven That's foot cool. and a half uh, okay. For five and six, un uh, six under and seven yeah. under, and when we start with eight and under till ten and under, we play on eight foot and a half, okay. eight feet and a half. Okay. And then after twelve, we go to ten feet ring. You know, that's you know for shooting purposes and stuff. Okay. Uh, and then uh, college basketball. I'm also assistant coach at the University of Puerto Rico. Uh, the, for the for the women's team down here, so it's basically pretty much the the same actual rulings in the states, but instead of national high school federation, it's FIBA ruling. Okay, and then who do they? Who does the college play? Uh, against other college colleges here in Puerto Rico, we have we have a league. It's called LI, uh Athletic Interuniversity League in English. Okay. Uh, Liga Atletica Interuniversitaria. So we have around, in terms of the University of Puerto Rico, I coach at the Rio Piedras campus. We have the Bayamon campus, Macau, Ponce. We have like six, five other coach, uh, of the same University of Puerto Rico, but other campuses. They play in the same league. Plus okay. the, plus the, the private, the private university, they are there. They have like, there's two groups out of 19 each. So basically, Eighteen teams in total for in total. for males and females. Yes. Okay, and then do they leave Puerto Rico to play at all or not? Well, so the universities that are NCA certified, uh, they, they do. are or not. They, they uh, are some of them. Some of them we are. We are so the University of Puerto Rico, Bayamón, Rio Piedras, and Maya West. Those three uh, campuses are NCA teams. Okay. They choose. Right, so we have so we take a travel to in November to the states, okay? okay. But 
our, our university for the economical purposes, uh, we, uh, we ask for, I don't know if it's spelled correctly, like a leave of absence, you know, like, okay. uh, like, like to make a pause on the NCA thing. Oh, okay. And, and why? Uh, because, uh, in, you, the economical situation of Puerto Rico, our funding is be cut by half. Right. So, oh, wow. Yes. So in terms of that, there's not in, uh, there's not enough money, you know, to, to cover all the expenses, uh, right. around that, in, that involves being, being NCAA and the trips and all that type of stuff. And the, the, the university decide to prioritize. So, you know, the funding that we still have, you know, goes to scholarships, uh, you know, to, keep the, the environment as healthy as, as healthy as possible. So where do you think Puerto Rico is as far as the development of, in comparison to the States and in comparison to Europe? Well, um, we emulate a lot that the university, uh, that the United States does actually, we have similar game game type. Okay. If that's spelled correctly. Yep. Uh, we, we don't have, we don't have as much as athletes. Uh, uh, as the United States, but we definitely run a lot. We dribble too much, <laughs> like the like the United States does. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, we are deeply we are falling deeply in love with threes, as the United States is doing right now. <laughs> so, that is true. But is that that is not, in my opinion, obviously, it's not a uh, it's not a game that is actual very fit for our body type. You know, uh, we don't fit and the and the European style as well because Europeans are tall and strong, right. right? So, so basically, we have to develop our own style game. My opinion would be like a passing game stuff, you know. Yeah. So and that that's actually where the basketball. I think the national teams are heading. You know, trying to figure out a happy medium between the United States ball and the European ball. So how did the how did the um how did the hurricane and stuff, did it set you back? Did it set, obviously it set Puerto Rico back, but mm -hmm. did it set the basketball back? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. Uh, okay. Actually basketball is it's basically still the same. It's, go, it's still going strong. It's the number one uh, sport in Puerto Rico and it's still going strong. If not stronger, if not stronger, um, after the UK and, you know, uh, People, uh, kids need to do something. Right. right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still surprised that there's not a bigger soccer influence. Well, actually my, my kid plays soccer and mm -hmm. I, I, as a parent am deeply involved with soccer right now. So I can, I can say by experience that it's rising. It's okay. rising a lot, but as di in different, as in Difference with different parts of the world. Uh, for in, in Puerto Rico, soccer is uh, categorized as a rich as a rich people sport. Really? Yes. No. Yeah. If you see if the the bad the the soccer players and the families, the usually wealthy people here. In Puerto see, Rico. that's crazy because in most parts of the world, it's not that way. All you need is a you know some of the best soccer players in the world played with like a rolled up like. That's um, what I said. Ah. That's what I say. That's what I say. Everybody, but but soccer is expensive in Puerto Rico. It's expensive. Is it so, space? You know, is it space? Is that the reason it takes a lot of space? Or I, I, actually, I don't know. I that's think it's a cultural crazy. thing. It's I a think cultural, it's a cultural thing. thing. Oh, that's crazy. 
Um, so what do you think the strengths and weaknesses are? Puerto Rico uh, well? well, in terms of we like, we actually like to play. So we play with heart. I mean, it, right. that's actually true. Yeah. Uh, so so we, we play hard. Right. We play hard. And the, the actual the actual good coaches right play a lot with the passing game and they and we have long possessions so okay. since we're not things we're not athletes you know to be running up and down right usually what our good coaches they play long possessions here passing games you know uh what i call long route plays like the set plays are really really long our head coach of our university is really actually really good in in terms of that uh, we have a deep, deep playbook <laughs> in, ter in, in terms of the sets that we run, and we basically play that way. Uh, okay. So one set play could take uh, like 12 to 15 seconds of the chalk block. And oh, then really? right after that, yeah. So if we play, when we play organized, actually, we actually look really we're pre pretty good, pretty good, actually. So in terms of you say weakness. Um, Even for the youth, what do you think? What's the skill set that the that – you know, it's probably well, similar to the states, maybe, but yeah, it's is I would say pretty much it's basically the uh, the same in terms of skill set. What is actual difference? It's the athleticism, but uh, we handle the basketball pretty well. Uh, that's that's very popular. You right. know, ball handling, ball handling, and shooting. It's it's very popular. So right now, there's a, a big boom of skill coaches uh, down here in Puerto Rico, and pretty much what they specialize is ball handling and shooting. So that that's what it's, it's easier to teach too, probably. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, my actually, I own a business in terms of that uh, of skill of skill development here in Puerto Rico, and uh, I actually emphasize in different things. You know, basically footwork and passes and right. You know, and, and, and the thing is, and and I would work on. I mean, personally, yeah, I would work on footwork, passing. I would work on help side defense and rotation. Uh, and using, using your smarts, you know, yeah. if you're not quite yeah. as quick, then, you know, use your advantage on that. Um, so is there anything unique you think you do in practice? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, like me personally, for, or, for the college team, for the college team, is there anything unique or something you do practice wise that you think might, might interest people that are listening? Uh, well, actually we practice passing a lot and it's that it's actually very different in our culture. Uh, in our culture, we don't practice uh, passing enough. Uh, in Puerto Rico basketball, we don't practice pass uh, passing enough because it's boring, right? So, uh, so we actually uh, we uh, as a team we pra uh, we practice passing a lot. So in so in terms of that different kind uh, different kind of situation, uh, it's very similar uh, to P uh, to P the PGC format in terms right. of passing, but we actually try to go in a little game like situation. Right. Uh, plus, also, we do a lot of, uh, well, without dribbling games, just, you know, just fucking and passing and cutting and moving. We I play know, a I lot. Love I love that, yeah, too. We, I love running stuff where you don't, they can't dribble, and it forces them to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, we actually do, do that a lot. Yeah, that's a really good thing, I think. Um, if you could only do three things at practice, what would be the three things? Uh, defense. Okay. Uh, shooting, and the third will be there. It's very uh, will be depending on on which of uh, 
of our time frame. If we are in pre in pre training, if we are in in you know, if we are actually in season, pre season, off season, depending on on, on the season we, that we do. But if I would have to, I would say defense. I would say shooting, and I would say passing. Okay. I would say the, those are your three skills because if you can do those three things correctly, everything will fall right into place. You can win a lot of games. Um, yeah. So describe your coaching philosophy. Um, well, me me personally. Uh, you. I, you. Yeah, not yeah. as an assistant because it's different as an assistant. Yeah, but as def- a, you, definitely. your coaching philosophy. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't coach by numbers. Uh, I actually believe that basically uh, all the, all all the players should have a decent skill set in terms of dribbling, passing, and shooting. Uh, so uh, I focus a lot of my teams. I focus a lot of off season and preseason in terms of doing that. Even in season, we will still uh, we still give a lot of banting stuff, you know, to dribbling, passing, and shooting. Okay, right. after we have that, after we have that all. Uh, uh, all, all stuff in place. Sorry, language barrier here for me. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, You're doing yeah. no so, Like I said, no Spanish. Uh, me, none. Yeah. So, in, so basically, regarding that, uh, we practice uh, on-ball defense in terms of defensive philosophy. I prefer pack line defense instead of denying the bat. Instead of denying. Right. So, in terms of uh, defensive philosophy, we we'll say pack line. Yep. Um, in terms of, of offense philosophy, I like to run sets. Uh, uh, like to run sets uh so we i basically play a format four out one in uh we do i do a lot of relocations of the drive uh after a, after a pass uh we never uh we never cut i mean i i don't cut i don't cut after the after a pass we swing the basketball around and then we just drive we kick it and then we relocate okay that that's in that's in terms of our offense i i love pick and roll I love pick and roll. Uh, since we play FIBA ruling and we have the chuck clock, I don't know how is that in high school these days. Yes, guys have chuck uh, clock. There's a couple states that have the shot clock. Not a lot, okay. though. So we actually, when the when there's 10 seconds left of the shot clock, we always go into a pick and roll set. Always. And always there's a ball screen. Okay? What is actual difference is the colors. If we call it color, it's a different action that we do. Right. Okay. Um, what, um, what do you look for in a recruit when you're recruiting? Uh, first of all, it's attitude. I would say attitude. Uh, uh, well, actually, basically, what's obvious uh, in terms of skill set, okay, if it's skilled, uh, if it's skilled then, then we go to other things. Um, right, right here, Port, uh, Puerto Rico players, um, are basically the good ones are basically in the same level in in terms of how good they are. Uh, what actually makes a difference? It's the actual uh, discipline in terms of the kid. Uh, you know their attitude. Okay, if they're a good teammate, if they communicate. Of uh, me personally, I am very big on talking on defense. Since right. our cult, since uh, in Puerto Rico, we don't uh, encourage it. We we don't do it as much as much as we should. So in terms of communicating, if I see, if I hear somebody talking on defense, that's somebody that has my attention like real quick because that's rare in our basketball. Uh, right here in Puerto Rico, people, we don't talk in defense, right? We also you play a lot play, of songs. You can't, you can't play defense if you don't talk. Yeah, that's but like, the thing, yeah, the thing is we actually play zone a lot. 
Really? Why? Yes, that... in Puerto Rico. Actually, in my opinion, it's easier to teach. Oh, that's interesting. It's easier to teach a song than to teach man management principles. Well, that is true. Yeah. So that so we practice our uh, songs a lot. That's why um, our kids don't talk uh, as much as defense as they should. Right. Also, uh, we don't have any discipline, you know, on stopping the ball since there's always going to be someone to help. Ah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, and and do you only recruit from Puerto Rico? Actually, we we have uh, we must. There's a rule in our league that we can only bring only one outsider per per uh, per sport. So if I'm playing girls basketball, if I'm coaching girls basketball, I can only bring one person outside of Puerto Rico to play in the team. Only one per team. And do do all the teams have one from outside? We don't, but uh, some uh, some uh, some of the teams do. Uh, well, actually, in our league, only two teams. Okay, what about the guy's side? On the guy's side, let me think. I would say not right now, not this year. This year, all the players were from Puerto Rico. But when I, I used to be an assistant coach in another in another university, and we won the bas- uh the championship of that year, and we had a player from Venezuela that was actually really really good. He was the MVP of the league. He now plays pro here in Puerto Rico. Okay. So, uh, so and how does the pro we, league work? Um. It's called the BSN, Baloncesto Supernational. Uh, translation would be uh, National Superior Basketball, something like that. Um, the the league starts basically in March, April, in May, and it runs. It's still running, actually. The finals are right now. Um, it starts in May, probably go. Uh, it goes till around around July, mid July. This is usually uh, a two month and a half, three month tournament. Okay. Okay. So in terms in terms of the it's eight teams actually right okay. now there were more but are the economy you know right. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I bet most people don't go hey on their podcast. Anyway, make sure you subscribe and like. Um, lots of lots of ways you can help us out that don't cost you one penny. You can subscribe and like and leave a review. We really do appreciate those. Here you can do that on YouTube. Go over and cheat hoops. There's thousands of videos over there. You can um, use our Amazon link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. So anytime you do any shopping, especially if you're listening to this over Christmas, um, we get a small little commission and it help, doesn't cost you anything else. doesn't cost anybody anything other than Amazon, I guess. Um, and then uh, helps us with our hosting fees. And then if you really want to help, help us out you come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better um you know i am here to help i'm here to serve one of the reasons i got into coaching was help kids help other players help coaches um you know I, there's no hidden agenda here you know we're not playing um, but i have been through it i have coached at every level i've done i've done those youth tournaments i've done you know won multiple state titles i've you know i i know what you're going through trust me um and i can help so let me know in any way if i can do that and let's get back to the podcast. So the teams right. are, are 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 falling. Um, eight teams, uh, fifteen players per team. I guess that's pretty universal. And how much? And, and terms, how much? Do, and how many people come watch those games? 
Uh, depends. Depends on the team. Uh, the big teams will have a six a sixteen thousand people stadium full at capacity, but I I would say that there's only like around two teams that have that uh, that type of fan base. The other teams are basically depending on the days. It could be one hundred, two hundred, three hundred. You know, it all dep- it all depends on the day. Right. Yeah, okay. but there, it, it, it's good money actually. It was good, it but there's some people. There's some people that actually uh, ninety thousand, hundred thousand dollars for you good. know for yeah for three months of work. Uh, yeah, I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> I'll take the heartbeat. And, yeah. and oh yeah, exactly. So it, it's it's not it's not bad money in terms of comparison with with other right other pro leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm sure there's been. Have, have the, who's the most famous Puerto Rican basketball player? Oh, J.J. Barrea, Carlos Arroyo, those are the ones that play NBA. Right. J.J. Barrea plays in the Dallas Maps. Yeah, yep, he won yep. the best. He, yeah, he won a championship with the Maps. Uh, Carlos Arroyo, that was actually uh, he played in the, in the Heat when LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and, 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 and how did their development? Did they come to the states to play college? That that's that's pretty much it. Um, or players uh, that are basically in the pro league, the like. The one born and raised in Puerto Rico, uh, they at some point had uh, had to go away to the states to study high school, uh, to study college. It's because okay. the culture, you know, Puerto Rico is so small, you know, that when it, there's a basketball uh, court in a corner and the other corner, you know, it's the you know the people around, you know, the right. uh, the liquor yeah. store, yeah. the partying, yeah. so, everything. So, yeah, so it's very seductive, you know, to for a basketball player to get involved with the culture around it. So they gotta they go. Have to go. They gotta go. Yeah, gotta that go. makes sense. Um, is there one coaching moment that might help someone listening that you've experienced, like a a, a, a good a positive one or a negative one or anything like that? Um. Okay. Can you rephrase the question? Yeah. So, is there one moment when when you've been coaching in your coaching journey that would be like an aha moment for another coach. Like, ooh, you learned something. Um, Actually, um, I don't know if, if it would describe uh, as an aha moment or I don't know if I'm answering your question, uh, but I can actually I can actually say, uh, you know, when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're coaching and you see, thing, uh, you see the game happening and you're coaching, you sit in the game and you think that uh, what things are going to go, uh, you know, things that ha- happen in your head and things, right. okay, now, now it's going to happen this and then, I, and then it actually happened, right? right. So I, I don't know if you would describe it as an aha moment. Uh, I think it is. Cause <laughs> I think if you coach long enough, it happens. I do. I think yeah. that's an aha moment because if you do this long enough, eventually what happens is you, 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 you experience everything. Um, it's a, so that that's that that's a moment that that's a moment that you this that I do for right. when you realize that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know yes. that's that's yes. that's your it, calling. That, yes, that you're yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. it. What do you think the hardest thing to teach is? Uh, in our culture, I would say the hardest in terms of skills and in terms of basketball in general. Both, both maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe leadership, maybe basketball. I know what I think is the hardest for basketball, but yeah, actually, in our in our culture, um, leadership is a, a lead, leadership, and to follow leadership, it's it's tough uh, because of the way we of the way we are. You know, we are raised to be you know like 
we don't have to take anything for anybody. You know, don't right. take criticism. That's that's how our, how the regular culture raised us to be. So it's actually tough, uh, you know, for the kids to understand that when somebody calls you out, uh, it's not negative. That it's right. positive. That he, that they just want the best for you. Right. So that that is actually tough. You know, tough okay. to teach in our environment. And in, ter in terms of this skill set, the hardest to teach right here, I would say footwork because it's complicated. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. And, and it's, well, it's not complicated. It's actually simple, but not everything that is simple is easy. Right. So, so footwork is this thing that you can see from the outside it looks real simple it really is oh i can do it and when you when you mess with it and you start doing it you can't figure it out and you right. and the guy get frustrated i was like okay i don't like this you know they start right. i don't like that i don't want to do it it's one of those things when you think about it it gets harder too like yeah. i describe it as if you've ever backed up a boat before if you've ever had a car and a boat to the back and you've backed it up like if you turn the wheel mm. right the boat goes left the thing yeah. is you have to become one with the boat when you back up a boat. It's Definitely. like footwork needs to become this. If you start thinking about it, you'll, you, you, you're putting things in the wrong spot. It's almost, uh -huh. it's got to become second nature. Um, what would you tell yourself 10 years? What would you tell a younger coach or your, your younger self about coaching? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, stop, uh, stop. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I actually encourage a lot of people, you know, to get involved with the basketball. But um, I, oh, I always tell, uh, tell, tell people that make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons. You know, when, when you, when you get into coaching, um, things are not going to be about you. Right. You know, the, the world's not going to revolve around you. You know, it's right. very easy to get. Uh, you know, uh, basketball training or coaching right now is very seductive because all the hype of social media. Right. So, right. so, so, but actually when you feel, when you actually, you know, been around, being around, been around it long enough, you'll figure out that it's not about you actually. Right. Some yeah. And if you're not properly equipped, you can, I mean, you can destroy somebody, you know, to call, right. to, to, to put it in a way you can actually help somebody to succeed Okay, or you can bring someone really down. I don't know if, if I'm uh, expressing myself correctly. No, you are. You are. It, it, yeah, I okay. agree. It's like it's. I think it's a reason some people become teachers too. It's like you yeah. don't become teachers to become famous. Exactly. It's like exactly. you're trying to make. Yeah, you're trying to make a difference at one what one point at a time. Um, is there anything you change about the game? If I would, ch if there's anything I would change about the game. Um, I, I think we had this conversation at the PEC. I don't know. We, or, we or might we, have. Or, or, or we were talking some, uh, we were talking some about the rule changing. We were talking about the rule changing, about the rule, FIBA rule changes and stuff. Right. Uh, if I would change something in the basketball game. Um, let's or say, anything. Like, like, I personally would change more developmental and less games when they're little. That's what I would change. If I could change something and I had a wand and I could just make it happen, I'd, I'd make them uh, do more skill before they were allowed to play, especially actually, five on five. Maybe two on I, two and three on three until they're at least. That, that, that's, the, that's the Canada, Canada model, actually. Yeah, that's, I know. The way they do, that's the way they do it in Canada. Um, so if I would change something in my, in my culture in Puerto Rico, I would say actually less games and more work. 
Right. Uh, let me be specific about this. Uh, we have a tournament that starts in September and finishes in November. Okay. And in December, we have another t- another tournament that's one month, one month long. And we start another one. There's three tournaments in January besides high school season. So what do you mean by tournaments? It's like they come and play all week. They play on the weekend, no, they play at night. They play on the week. They play on the weekends, uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And okay. they practice it during the week, basically two times per week, three times, depending on the team. Okay. And the club, there, there's basketball clubs. Like in AAU, like AAU clubs, right. there's uh, grassroots, like, uh, you know, club, mm-hmm. club teams. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, in Puerto Rico, I would say there are like, Three to four hundred basketball clubs down here. It's crazy because it's a, it's actual. Yeah, that thing is actual business. It is. people are making money. Yeah, people are making big money. Right. People are making big money, and and you know, in people we we are so fans about the basketball game. Uh, in terms of the basketball clubs make a lot of money. Also, the coaching that the coaches that run clinics do skill work. Uh, also they 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 make they make pretty decent money. Right, you know, in terms of that, because they all all the parents want uh, they want to live their dream through their kids. Right. You know, I want yeah, I wanted to be a player, so my son's gonna be a player. I was like, man, right. you get get over yourself. Yes, <laughs> yes. Every every week I receive calls. Oh, I want you to train my son, my my kid. I want my kid to go to the NBA. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's just chill. So here, I always do the math with parents that say that to me. I say. There's almost 8 billion people in the world, and there's 260-some NBA players. The probability of your kid playing in the NBA is basically zero. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I would say, uh, I actually, it's, I have this uh, story. It's actually pretty funny. Um, we, uh, when we are in our, in our group of coaches, and we, we, we pretty much – do a, like a group of coaches. Let's do a clinic over or at some place. Right. Uh, and we go over there to the clinic. There's always one parent that always asks that question about the NBA stuff. Right. And actually, there's 6 million people um, from Puerto Rico. Okay. So uh, out of 6 million, there's only one person that plays the NBA right now. That it's JJ Maria. Right. I'll say based on those numbers, that those are real numbers. Right. You have your your opportunity is one out of six million. So right. you have more chance to get struck by lightning ten times in your life right. to play yeah, an NBA. Go buy a lottery <laughs> ticket if you think that's going to happen. I know exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I always tell that tell that parent, that specific parent that analogy, and all the coaches are looking at me like that. Lo, yo, why, why you have to destroy the, their dreams like that? You're not I, dest- like, I wouldn't say that to the kid. I never destroy a kid's dream. It's like, but that's your parent. It's, it's that's your parent. the parent. That's uh, the difference. If a kid says they want, my, my son said he wanted to be a major league baseball player and a basketball player when he was little. I didn't tell him he couldn't do it. I knew that's a good could. dream. That's a good that's dream. A dream. It's not a goal. It's not a goal. It's not a goal. It's a dream. It's a dream, and you should dream. People should dream big. Well, so I, I never yeah. squash the dream. But if a parent has that, then that's a different story. Because you exactly. have to, you have to live in the world where the sky is blue. Exactly. Don't, because they're kids. Um, all right, so I'm going to go through and do my rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to give me a quick response. All right, okay. what's your what one word to describe your ideal player? Team player. Okay. Um, one sporting event that you've been to, that you your best sporting event you've been to? Uh, 
that you personally have been to? Uh, Jordan Brand Classic in New York. Really? Yeah. Wow. Who who was in that? Uh, that was the class Samar. It was Samario Samuels, and it was only Tyreek Evans was also. Oh my God, I forgot the name of the point guard. When he graduated from high school, he went to Italy to play pro because he didn't oh, want to go know. to. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so that was that class. What's your favorite pregame meal? Favorite pregame meals, rice and beans. Really? <laughs> yeah. What kind of beans? Like red beans. It has, red beans. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's all depending on the portion. That, that, that covers pretty much, you know, the 70-20-10. The Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you, do you eat a lot of rice? Uh, in Puerto Rican culture, we do. I don't, but in our culture, we do. It is we, okay. rice and right, rice and beans. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Okay, I love rice and beans. Um, one skill not being taught today. We've already kind of talked about that, didn't we? We talked about footwork. Um, one thing you do to relax. One thing I do to relax: go to the beach. Really. Yeah, okay. I have a, I have a beach. I have the beach right next door. <sighs> I live on an island. I'm, I'm literally ten minutes away from the beach. Okay, so what's, what's, what, how long does it take to drive around? Let's say you start at one end of Puerto Rico and you drive around. How long does it take to drive it around? Around, I don't know, but I would say from corner to corner, it takes me four hours tops. Wow. From one corner to the other. I would I wouldn't yeah. say around, but I would how say from one corner. Traffic, because like in Hawaii, like in the Big Island, it's horrible because there's like three roads. It depends. It depends on where you're going, but ha traffic. Uh, it's not like New York, right? Like in New York, traffic is the Boston. worst I've seen in my. Uh, no, yeah. Boston's uh, worse. Boston and I, I, Boston I and Rome Boston. are worse. Boston and Rome. Rome's horrible. Rome. Rome. Yeah. No, no one should drive in Rome. Boston's <laughs> bad too, though. Yeah, but uh, in terms of traffic, well, in rush hour, uh, obviously it's bad, but it's, right. it's, there's always cars moving. It's not like New York. In New York, okay. that was literally two hours without moving. Yeah, you're better I, I jumping on the subway, man. You're better jumping on the subway, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, one coaching technique that you think is important. What what do you mean? Okay, let, let's technique. One thing. One one thing in your toolbox that thinks important for coaching basketball. What's one communication? Thing? Communication skills. Okay. The ability the ability to break things down in order to make it easier for the player to understand. I agree. I, I like that one. I'm um, best player you have seen in person. Best player I've seen in person. Um. My wife is cutting in. <laughs> I've seen in person. Uh, well, okay, let me rephrase that question. See in person, do you mean by actually uh, seen him play or seen in person? Seen in person. And, and Michael Jordan. You seen Mike, You saw Michael Jordan play? Yeah, and the, uh, the Jordan. But I, I don't know, playing? No. No, playing. 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 Okay, playing. I would say uh, AI, Iverson. Really? Yeah, in Puerto Rico, in the... Uh, in the, I think it was the pre-world that was like it was 10 something. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Who's yeah. the best player of all time? MJ. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing to help you become a better coach? Um, learning how to teach. Okay. Learning you, how to teach. Uh, what no, do you mean uh, by that? Well, 
yeah, not every not every player uh, learns in the same way. So in order uh, for you to get on their mind, you know, you have to figure out how do they learn. Actually, right. uh, we teach that. Um, I teach that at my clinics. Um, the first thing when I when when I receive somebody new, I always tell them we have to figure out you. We have to figure out how do you learn. Right. Because once once you figure out how do you learn, if you're visual, if you're kinesthetic, if you're if you're based on rhythm, uh, I actually um I I learn by by seeing and by rhythm in terms of, of movement patterns. Um, so if we figure out a way of how they learn, it's going to be easier for me to teach them actually anything. And that is going to go beyond the basketball, the, the basketball court. If they figure out how to learn, if they know how to learn, how do they learn? That is actually going to transcend. It's it going to go way beyond basketball and it's going to be based on, you know, their personal life and it's actual school. And then actually t- teachers, they get very frustrated. Uh, when they can get to a kid, it's basically they don't know them, right? Okay, and basically some and some kids they don't know themselves. Right. So one thing that we can actually control on our on our environment is actually teaching the kid on how does he learn, and when or he teaching himself how how does he learn, and when he's figure out it's actually very very powerful. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it transcends. I think it transcends basketball. I agree. I think it's if you can teach them more than just that specific basketball skill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's life. It's a life lesson. What's um, what's your favorite quote? Um, basketball coach, uh, basketball quote, or quoting any quote, or, any quote. Uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Okay, <laughs> you know. I, uh, it's true. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, um, I, uh, I, as, as I tell my wife, you know, I'm not very organized in terms of everything in my life. It's at work. Uh, right. So, so uh, but in terms of work, I am very me- um, methodic. I don't know if that's right. that, that the word in English, and organized. Uh, but based on, on actual life, uh, the wife takes care of it, basically <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. well, I hear you. So, uh, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, one word that describes your coaching style. Um, one word that describes my coaching style. Uh, team play. I don't okay. know. It, it, it's that's it's that correct word in English. No, that's 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 perfect. Um, Who's the best basketball coach of all time? The best basketball coach of all, Greg Popovich. I like I will, that. I, I, I will, I will, there's an argument. We have an argument instead of it be beside uh, between John Wooden and Greg Popovich. I mean, so, Pop, but man. yeah, but I, I mean, I would say Pop. Pop, okay. Pop is Pop is so great. Is there one book you would recommend? One book I recommend: um, "Leading with the Heart." From uh, Mike Chesky. I like that one too. That was one of his early ones, I think. Yeah. Um. So, as a parting, as a parting thing, what's one thing you would tell a coach that's out there that's listening to this podcast about Puerto Rico basketball, about coaching? Is there anything, any parting words you'd like to to share? Um. I would say. Um. 
well, in terms of uh, uh, basketball in general, if you're starting, co if you're starting coaching, make sure you do your homework every day. Make sure you do your homework. Try to study. Uh, if, even I mean, especially if you're not, if if you're not uh, uh, from a player background, if you if you didn't play the game or didn't play as much uh, as uh, you like, uh, do your homework st uh, of studying. Uh, study right. every day. Study, study every day. Study things every day. that aren't basketball related. I'm telling exactly. you, study leaders. Study people that are deal, able to deal with groups. I mean, everything is important because, yeah, especially if you're coaching young people. The person that shows up on Tuesday might not be the same person that shows up on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And especially if you're coaching girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're and, coaching, and you don't even oh, realize that. You don't, it's like I always tell my guys. It's like if someone's like, we'll check into a hotel or we'll be doing something, and the woman, the person will be cranky or the man will be cranky. I said, you don't know their story. <laughs> yeah, definitely, you don't know what definitely. happened in their day. So give them a break, smile, and move on. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. I appreciate you. How hot is it there today? It's like 99 today in Wisconsin. Well, I would say uh, right now, it, I would say it's around 80 plus, 80 or something. But the thing is, it was raining, so it's humid. Oh, yeah. It's humid here. So it's, so, yeah, so it's hot and humid, so it gets sticky. Oh. Yeah, but you can go, you can walk like three blocks and get on a beach. I can't yeah, do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Coach. No problem at all. Thank you Thanks. for having me. Yep. Hey, Coach. Hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like. Go over right now. Stop. Join teachups.com. Say, I want to become a better basketball coach. I want to win a state title. I want to learn what it takes to make my take my team to the next level. Well, I can help you do that. Um, I have been through all the battles you've been through. Let me help you through this great process we call coaching. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.